Well, thank you for joining us today for the Edgewood 4G podcast. Uh, we actually have three different podcasts, but on this one, Pastor Kyle and I um, kind of go back and forth and, and lead this podcast. We focus on our four G's, gathering, growing, giving, and going. And today we want to give attention to the going aspect of taking the gospel to those who haven't heard or haven't heard it clearly or need to hear it um, because of, well, our, the way our world's going, right? So. Uh, joining me today is Dawn Wassel. Dawn is married to Dan, and we're trying to figure out how long you guys have been at Edgewood. Two to three years? Right, yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Dawn and my wife Beth are really good friends, and we love that you guys are here at Edgewood. Your daughter's been coming as well, and grandkids, and yes. it's mm -hmm. wonderful having you here. Uh, Dawn, Dawn, you live on mission, and you love the gospel. The gospel's changed your life, and you look for ways to uh, communicate the gospel to people. And where, where did all that come from within well, you? Yeah, it started when I was nine years old. I was at Awana, and I heard the gospel message. Go Awana! And I know, I love Awana. And um, so I... Uh, wanted to accept Christ, and I was really nervous about going forward because I was very shy, believe it or what? not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, so I waited till I went home, and I told my mom I wanted to pray to accept Jesus as my Savior. Mm. And so she said, okay, we'll pray when we get home. I said, no, pull over. I'm afraid something might happen on the way home. I want to pray now. But she persisted, and I had to wait. So I got home, and we both knelt by my bed, and we prayed, and I asked Jesus into my heart. You'll never forget that. I'll lady. never forget it. It's interesting, Don. You said that you're like, "Hey, pull over now. I don't, I don't want it to be too late." Mm -hmm. You still kind of have that, don't you? That sense of urgency. Yes. When yeah. you're sharing the gospel, yeah. so talk a little bit more about that. Why, why are you so driven and so committed to share mm -hmm. the gospel, whether you're at work or with your neighbors or through the ministry of CEF? Well, I think um, because we know the alternative, mm. you know, if someone doesn't know Jesus, then they're lost forever. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want that for anybody, not mm. even my worst enemy. Mm. And the studying that I've done on, on heaven and hell, um, they're real places. Mm. And so I, I just want to be able to share the gospel as much as I can with the people God placed in my life. Mm. And then I want to train others how to share the gospel uh, so that they can go out to the people God has placed in their life mm. to share the good news. Which is a multiplying impact, right? Then, right? If yes. we can train mm -hmm. others, yeah. then they go out and and influence others. So, mm -hmm. uh, Don, most recently you've become the director of CEF. What mm -hmm. does CEF stand for? Child Evangelism Fellowship. Okay. Yes. And is my memory correct? You were involved with Child mm -hmm. Evangelism Fellowship years ago. Yes. And so you're coming back? Yes. Okay. Um, so from 2009, 2010 through 16, I was the local director. Okay. And then I took some time off. We had some things with the family and some sure. death in the family and um, just felt that I couldn't give CF what it needed at that time. Okay. So took time off to take care of family and then God brought me back. And I'm so thankful because uh, it never left my heart. Evangelism and um, the the tool and the mission of CEF has always been there. And it, I just, I just want to be a part of what God's doing mm. in that way. Mm. Mm hmm well, I'm sure as you're listening to Dawn's heart, you're you're seeing her passion for the gospel, and 
you live on mission wherever you are. Uh, so let's now talk about Child Evangelism Fellowship. Mm-hmm. How did it start? What's the vision? Yes. So it started in 1937 okay. with J. Irvin Overholzer. And um, interesting story, this gentleman was a pastor and a farmer in 1914. He did not believe children could be saved. He was at a church, a fundamental church that um, was very legalistic. Okay. And that was one of the things. They did not believe that children could be saved. And so long story short, he got um, scarlet fever. Um, after buying a box of books for 25 cents, he got scarlet fever and he decided, okay, I'm going to read these books. He found one by Charles Spurgeon. No way. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Spurgeon lives. That's right. Yeah. So um, he began reading this book and Charles Spurgeon said that a child five, if properly instructed, can knowingly be saved. And he got angry and he threw the book down. So he so, didn't like that. No, no. That challenged he challenged his preconceptions. Yes, exactly. And so um, fast forwarding, he decided to give it a try um, because he thought that you were saved by works, not by grace. Oh, which is all the legalism. Do this, do that, Mm -hmm. don't do this. So he learned through um, reading this and studying God's word more that you are saved by grace and grace alone. And so he said, okay, God, I surrender. I believe this. Now show me. So he proceeded to share the gospel at the Sunday school class without telling any of his members because he knew they would be very upset with him. Because they'd be against it. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd probably say, you're fired. Um, 20 kids accepted Christ. And of two of the- I just got goosebumps. uh Uh-huh. And he told the kids, do not tell anybody. Now, when you and me tell, share the gospel with somebody, we tell them, tell Tell everybody. Yes. So, um, but he was doing this because he was- doing a little test. Um, A few months later or a year later, I'm not sure how much time, the mother came to church. The dad was not in the picture. Mother came to church, came forward to accept Christ. And Mr. O. Overholzer asked, can I just ask you, why did you come forward to accept Christ? And she said, it's because of the example and the lives of my two children, my two daughters. And those were the two he said, don't say anything. Wow. So it was their lives and their example. She knew something had happened. Yeah, she knew without them telling. And this is the mother. Yes, yes. And she came to Christ. I think of that verse like out of the mouths of babes, right? Or that that passage in 1 Timothy 4, let no one look down on you because you're young. But show them an example. And these kids did. I, I love how you describe the founder there is that he didn't look to his church. What does my church think? Mm-hmm. He didn't look to experience. He said, I got to figure out what does the Bible say about this. Yeah. And then he tried it out. Yep, yep. And then he saw these kids <laughs> come to Christ. And yeah. Jesus said, let the children come. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yep. And so from then on, CEF was birthed in 1937. And so he had a globe in his office and he would place his hands on the globe. And he would pray for children wow. all around the world. And that just grips me because that's my heart. That's my prayer. I just mm. want want um, people everywhere, especially children, because mm. children have their whole lives to live for yes. Christ when yeah. they get saved. Yeah. We as, you know, p- people get older, that's wonderful that they're saved, but they've already lived a lot of their life. So if we can reach these kids while they're young, 
that they can share the gospel and share the gospel, um, it's going to make all the difference in the world. Dawn, that reminds me of something D.L. Moody said, and I don't know if I have the quote exact, but after he shared the gospel, he came back and somebody said, well, what did God do? And he said, well, two and a half people got saved. And mm-hmm. and and they said, well, two and a half, so the half's the child? He's like, no, Mm-mm. two children yeah. and the half is an adult yes. because the children have their whole life in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's so true. Talk some more about prayer yeah. and how that has mm-hmm. permeated CEF to this yeah. day. Yeah, so CEF has not wavered one bit for whatsoever of its foundation and how it got started and what it stands for. Um, prayer is ultimately the the um, standard what yep. we what we live by. Um, without prayer, nothing happens. But with prayer, God works, right? And God moves. And so um, prayer is is foundational. Mm. And then everything else after that, you know, becomes what God wants. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about your job, your role. I, I don't think you think of it as a job. It's no. your ministry. <laughs> yeah. Um, what area do you cover and mm-hmm. how does all that work? And cause you primarily focus on schools, but mm-hmm. I know from experience with our daughter, you also do backyard clubs yes. in the summer yeah. and some of our kids have done that. And I hope this summer there's a lot more. So yeah. just talk a little bit about what your yeah. role entails. So, um, CEF has two major um, components, and that's the good news clubs that take place in the schools, the public schools, and the after um, or in the five day clubs in the summertime. Okay. So good news clubs are run by uh, Christian volunteers from churches or any group of people that get together and make a team. Um, then we train them locally, and we train them using the CEF material that's all been. Um, background checked and everything's been checked thoroughly theologically and so you know it's good it's solid it's very solid and so everything's there for you and so um we train the people to teach we have a bible lesson missionary story memory verse song time games everything don't forget the snacks and snacks yes (laughs) and everything is um just centered around our middle name evangelism yeah so every every week we evangelize to the kids so that's um that's one component that takes place uh during the school year here. Um, anybody who wants to start a group can. Um, they have to come um, to our through our training, and everyone has to have a background check and all of that. Um, and then the actual club is just one day a week, one and a half hours um, each week, and they can after be school. after school, and they can uh, pick the day with their team. Then we do all the footwork. We get them in with. Um, the uh, um, building usage form we have to fill out. We we have insurance that the people running the club is not responsible if any accidents or anything happen. They're covered. It's under the CEF <clears throat> umbrella. So we do all the footwork. You interface we get the with permission. the administration. Yes. And yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, they would go in as often as they want, a minimum of six weeks per per. Um, semester. Okay. So they could actually go twice in the fall and twice in the spring sure. or once in the fall, once and in the spring. And don't we have some people from Edgewood part of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we do. Four or five? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. We do. I think I saw you doing training yes. here one time. Yeah. 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 We just have, have some exciting um, people here. Some, a couple stepped out in faith. They had no idea what they were doing and they said they had never done anything like this before. And I asked them at the end of the session, do you want to come back in the spring? And they said, yes. Nice. So um, that is really neat to see God stretching them and them allowing God to to teach them and stretch mm-hmm. them and use them. So that, that's been exciting. Yeah. So, so that's the after school. Yep. Good News Clubs. 
And then you also have the backyard clubs. The, yep. Those have a different name. Um, Five-day clubs. Five-day clubs, yes. right. Yep. Okay. So those are where we train teenagers through college age. Uh, they're called CYIA, and it's Christian Youth in Action. Okay. And they are our summer missionaries. Okay. And so we train them um, at our Camp Good News in Washington, Illinois, and um, for a week. And then we bring them back here locally a week. And then we take them out um, into neighborhoods and people's homes that open up their homes and host a club. So that's a way people can get involved um, is host a club in the summer for one week. And it's every day, same time for an hour and a half. So we may do a 10 to 1130 at one house, Monday through Friday, one week. We would go 1 to 2.30 at another house and maybe even 3 to 5 and, you know, in the evening do a um, VBS at a church wow. who wants us to run their VBS. So it's harvest time in so the summer. It can the be. the kids have uh, yeah. time. We have had four a day like that through wow. the summer. And uh, so that's that's kind of what that looks like. But we definitely need hosts to host them too. So, so Dawn, what I'm picking up is the, there might be some people listening or watching who like, man, I... I think I could do something or mm -hmm. could I do something? And they don't really know. You mentioned hosting a club. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember Beth and I did that. We simply made like lemonade yeah. and bought cookies, yeah, right? And we just it. hosted it. Yes. Had a blanket on the grass, yep. right? Yep. But the trained missionaries, the mm -hmm. high schoolers, junior hires, they did everything else. Right. So that might be something you could do. Uh, you could also support one of our summer missionaries, yes. right? Because they yep. raise funds for that. Yep. Yep. Um, or you could support your ministry, CEF, mm -hmm. right? Because yep. you have a lot of needs and, yep. and some of the ministries that you're doing cost money. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly you started off with pray, prayer. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Dawn, let me come back to something you said that just permeates your heart and the ministry of CEF, the importance of getting the gospel out every time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been a couple examples that we've had. And um, one is we had um, a Christmas party club at a school and I just came to help because that morning they had, um, well, actually the day before they had like 10 kids signed up. But the morning of the club, we always check to see did anybody else sign up? 50 total kids came. So we, we have take home bags and we have treats. Yeah, yeah. We had to like you double scrambled. time. Yeah. yeah. And so we got all this together and I came and helped. Um, she gave the gospel message. And after each gospel message, we asked the children to raise their hand or show us if they would like to know more about knowing Christ. And, um, so we don't just assume they're saved that way. We count, we counsel them. So um, she, uh, the teacher told me afterwards, because we were all moving in different directions, that she totally forgot to talk to those kids who raised their hand. There were three of them. Okay. And so I said, okay, well, you know, we, we can learn from this and let's, you know, just pray that you can talk to them the following week. Well, the following week came and none of those kids came back. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, one the parent just up and moved. Sure. Uh, another one, the parent said they couldn't come in to club anymore. And then I'm not sure what happened to the third one, but they were all not there. And so, you know, we know that God works in their hearts and, and so on, but it's just um, so important. Yeah. And another story is we had a summer missionary. She wasn't in my area, but she was in Southern Illinois. And when she was, I believe she was 14, 13, 14, she became a summer missionary and learned how to share the gospel with children. And so she was working as a summer missionary. And I believe it was the following summer. I'm not sure the time frame. 
Um, but she had two little twin brothers, and I believe they were seven, eight, or eight and nine, or seven or eight. They're twins. And um, one summer day, they were sliding down a hill. They lived on a, um, there's only one house past them, and they had this grassy hill. They were on a sled, and they were sliding down that hill like they always did. And on that particular day, a teenager was driving home that oh. lived in that house and met them at the bottom. It was a blind spot. She couldn't see them, and they were both killed. Oh. The thing that she kept saying, the summer missionary, <laughs> is, I'm so glad I shared the gospel, and they yeah. both prayed to receive Christ. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you kind of have a, some negative examples and in a very tragic situation yeah. you have a positive example that they heard the gospel and responded right yeah so the bottom line is we don't know when it's our time mm -hmm. when god's gonna say that's it mm -hmm. and so that is why we share the gospel every single meeting no matter what we share it through song we share it through um gospel spotlights which is like a um uh, visual aid kind yep. of a thing. Um, and we share in our Bible lesson each week in our missionary story. And, and it's not only that our threefold, um, purpose in CEF is to, um, evangelize children with the gospel to, um, establish, or, um, establish them in the word of God for Christian living and discipleship. So we want to disciple these kids yeah, when they're saved I love that. and to establish them into the local church for Christian mm. living. Mm. Those are the three things that we really, that's mm. our target. Kind of your three E's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, so we do that with every club. And, and when churches do adopt a school, and that is my passion and my heart, is that every school would have a church adopt them mm. in, in, my nine, in the nine counties that are in our area. How many schools is that? Roughly. Oh, it's over a thousand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. that's your goal. Yeah. That's my goal. And churches it's should be able to yes, do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some areas, church, not here, but some churches have enough to do two schools. Mm -hmm. And so they, they minister to these teachers and to the principals. It's not yeah. just going to Good News Club. So you have club. a presence there. Yes. And then yeah. you're there when there's tragedy. Yeah. Usually in a given school year, there's something bad happens. Yeah. Right. right. And then you're there. You can be there for them mm -hmm. and give them that hope that we have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when uh, Don, when you were sharing about the urgency of the gospel, we shared this before we went um, on the we started today is there's a story about D.L. Moody who shared the gospel or no, he didn't share the gospel. He was preaching and he said, come back tomorrow and I'll tell you about Jesus and mm. how to get saved. And that was the night of the great Chicago fire. Yeah. And it wrecked him and mm -hmm. changed him. Mm -hmm. So uh, I love your urgency. Mm -hmm. I also really like the emphasis on evangelism, on establishing believers in their faith, discipling them, and enfolding them in the local church. Yep. And you really need all three, right? Yep. Because mm -hmm. the, the church is is God's plan A, Yes. and mm -hmm. you're not just doing like a parachurch thing out here. Right. You're, you're working with the church. Yeah. And you're also helping to disciple the yeah. children. Um, because a lot of these kids that come, we on our permission slips, we have a question, do you attend a church? Yeah. And if so, the name. I would say 85% of the kids that come to our club do not mark that box. No church, nothing. And so, number one, I've had a parent tell me they use Good News Club as their child's church because they don't take them on Sundays because they play golf. I had a, a gentleman tell me that. And... Um, as mm. sad as that is, I'm glad he let his child come to Good News Club. Yeah, you there know? is that, isn't there? Yeah, 
And maybe as that child grows, it gets saved, That's it grows, right. then maybe reaches the parents yes, through that. And yes, They golf on Monday and not <laughs> yeah, on right, Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, those are just some huge things that we see mm. that happen. And so a lot of the kids don't have a church. And so we need as... Um, churches to go into the schools where kids won't, you know, families don't always come to your church, but they'll let their kids go to a school after school club um, with no problem. Yeah. And um, it gives the kids something to do. Yes. And then maybe mom and dad don't have to pick them up at yeah. three. Yeah. It helps now they're them there out. till 430. Right. Right. Yep. It, it can. Or um, a lot of our schools around here get out early on Wednesdays. So a lot of our clubs right. take place at 130 to three because they're not. That's the only day they're out early and parents still need child care. Right. Gotcha. So that so it's helps. a way to serve yes. the parents. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, so that that's, that's really, cool. really a, a good a good thing. But yeah, so we know that kids that and families will let their kids come. So our churches need to go outside of the four walls yep. to reach into the community and just ask God, what can I do? What can I do? It strikes me, Dawn, that uh, children really are an unreached people group. Mm-hmm. If you're having mm-hmm. 85% not indicating a church. Yeah. You're sharing the gospel, so and and even Bible narratives. It's not like, hey, you remember the story of Moses? They're right. like, who's Moses? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And then when you get the joy of talking about Jesus, it's for some of them. It's for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very strategic ministry, mm-hmm. and your ministry is very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. What are yeah. some um, ministry initiatives or things that come to your mind as you look out into this next year? What would you like to see here in the Quad Cities? I Well, I would really like to see more volunteers. Okay. You know, more, um, we need prayer warriors and we need volunteers. Okay. Because I believe that when people pray, God moves. And so even if a person just said, I can pray, everyone can pray, right? It's huge. Um, that is huge. And I, I just was reminded in my mind that in China, the CEF group in China, they pray hours, hours, hours a day for their ministry. It puts us to shame, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. but it's just how important prayer is. And so first and foremost, if, if people would just commit to praying for this ministry, even if they say on Wednesdays, Wednesdays is a lot of the club days, I'll just spend time on Wednesdays praying. That would be my day to pray for CEF. And I, I would love that. And the that children. That would be great. And, and mm-hmm. I just thought of a way, Don, that might help trigger that prayer. Um, I like what you said on Wednesdays. May that be a trigger to pray. But another thing that hit me is like we live by Jane Addams. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the Quad Cities lives near a school, Yeah, right? And we're driving by schools all the time. And if you're driving by a school early in the morning, you have to slow down. How about as you slow down, you're praying for those kids that are Mm -hmm. crossing in front of you, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, in the middle of the day, you're driving by Denkman, just look over to the left, keep driving, keep your eyes open, but pray. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. that, We just blanket the community with prayer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So prayer and volunteers. Prayer and volunteers are so much needed. Okay. We can, we, in 2001, a law was passed by the Supreme Court that stated that any public school that has an after school club of any kind, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Y program, 
they have to allow CEF to come in under the Equal Access Law. That went to the Supreme Court. That went to the Supreme Court, the yeah. highest court in the Go nation. CEF. Yeah, yes. And so- Because that actually helps young life, right? Yeah, And campus right. life and some of oh, the sure. ministries that are in junior highs and high schools yes. as well. Yep. And so, yeah, those um, that is how we get into the schools. And so we have that, that opening. And so we just need people. We need volunteers. It takes about four to six people- to say, we'll start a team and we'll get trained. Sometimes if you have more kids, you might need six to 10 volunteers, but we need two that are teachers and the rest are just what, you know, table shepherds, just kind of listen to the memory verse each week, yep. help them with snacks, get to know the kids, talk to them, pray for them. They write down their prayer request. Oh, I would like to share um, how intense this can be at one of our clubs just this past uh, fall before Christmas break. Um, we had uh, five kids respond that they would like to know more about Christ. Mm. So four. So what we do is when we counsel, we ask each of them, why did you come back to talk to me? Um, you know, I think I know, but just tell me in your yeah, own words, because own we've words. heard of a lot of things. Yeah. I thought <laughs> sure. you were having snacks or, <laughs> Sorry, you know, yeah, and yeah. so we need to, it's important. My shoes untied. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so four of them did want to know more about accepting Christ. So a couple of our team members from Edgewood went and talked to them and shared the gospel with them and led them to Christ, which was so awesome. Mm. Then the other one I took with another team member and he was a Christian already, but he wanted prayer. And so this boy was um, 10 or 11. I'm trying to remember how old he is. And um, he was just staring. And I was like, oh my, something's really Hurting and burdening, yeah. burdening him. Kind of staring off, like, Yes, blankly. and oh. I was just like, Lord, help me know what to say. Because, you know, you get in those spots and you, you just want God to speak through you and the Holy Spirit just to guide you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I said, you know, you came back to talk to us. Can you tell us why and what's going on? And um, he said, my grandma died recently. Oh. And he said... He was just quiet again, and then he said, I wonder if I would have been there if she would have lived. Oh, so he's feeling that pressure, oh, that responsibility. Yes, yes, and it sounded like he must have lived with her prior to this, but he moved out back okay. to his home. And I said, oh, you know, I said, you're a Christian, right? Because he had professed faith before. Right. He said, yes, and I said, do you believe God's word? And I showed him God's word is true. And he said, yes. And I said, okay, let me show you something. And the first verse that came to my mind was Ecclesiastes, a time to live and a time to die. So I turned that, I read this and I said, can you read this? And I read, he read it. And I said, you know what that means? That God has a time for everybody to be born and everybody to die. And whether you were there or not, it was her time and you could not have stopped it. It is not your fault. And he just kind of had a sigh of relief. And I said, you know, um, and he said, she taught me about Jesus. Oh. And she was the one that told me these things and, and just had such excitement for the Lord and read her Bible and taught me to do these things. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, it just gripped my heart. And so I said, you know, I know, you know, your grandmother is well. She is in heaven with Jesus and she is 100 percent not sick. She's she's fully alive right now. And I said, she would want you to continue living for Jesus and to share the gospel and read your Bible and study your Bible. And I mean, this, this is a boy who would read the Bible with passion. He sounds like a pastor. And, um, but yet he was dealing with this. And so 
it was just such a joy to be able to have that moment with yeah, him yeah. to encourage him to know that, hey, look, God is here. He is on your side and um, he wants you to live for him and live on, on, on point, on gospel. So he prayed. Wow. I said, would you, can I pray for you? And I said, would you like to pray? And just, and he said, yes. And oh, I can't remember what he said, but it was the most beautiful prayer that he prayed that God would use him, would, would help him to grow and to live for him. 10, 11 years old. Don, it's thrilling so, to see your excitement, you know. <laughs> oh, it this. just, it's it a, gets me, It's a ministry my that matters. And mm -hmm. um, I think, again, uh, we're appealing to people to serve. Here at Edgewood, we believe everybody has spiritual, at least one spiritual gift. Yep. And mm -hmm. we don't want to just sit on that gift. Mm -hmm. we, we're mm -hmm. called to be stewards of that. We, mm -hmm. We're called to manage the gifts God has given to us. And we're hearing about all these needs. And many of us have time. I think of people who are retired who really mm -hmm. have time mm -hmm. but others have time too where they could come in the afternoon for yeah. one of these clubs mm -hmm. but a couple things stand out to me here don is the power of presence so if you volunteer mm -hmm. and you're in that classroom you could have the same opportunity dawn yes did, right because you just picked up on here's a young boy staring mm -hmm. and there's something wrong the mm -hmm. second thing you did don is you took him to scripture Mm -hmm. And you had him read the scripture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now he's saying it with his mouth. He's seeing it with his eyes. It's going into his ears. Mm -hmm. And then you helped explain it to him. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, you said your grandma would want you to live for yeah. Christ mm -hmm. and evangelize. And mm -hmm. uh, I bet you wish you could talk to that boy again. Yeah. And oh, I'm sure I'll get to see him. I he hope still you comes do. to Good News Club. Good. Yeah. I hope you do yes. to see where he's at. Yes. And, yes. and that's, uh, that's fabulous. Uh, those who of you who work with children, bless you. And if you're being prompted now, <laughs> uh, take that next step. Reach mm -hmm. out. If somebody wanted to serve, mm -hmm. how would they reach you, Don? Yeah. So you can email me. We just kind of switched up our emails. So um, it's dwassell. W A S S E L L dot C E F at gmail dot com. Um, you can call me on my phone. I give my phone number. That's up to you. That's fine. 309 235 7044. And just call the office or email me and we can talk some more. Or if you're driving in Rapid City, the yeah. office is right there, right? It's not by, but we have a water leak right now. Oh. So don't come right now. <laughs> is it water or ice? Well, it's turned to water. It was ice that was heavy and it went through our ceiling so oh we have buckets oh, on the floor are you getting some help with that not really <laughs> okay if you're <laughs> if you're watching this and yeah. you're like hey I, I need to do something here's a service so opportunity you're yes. just now saying this you've been so joyful and happy and you have water coming through your ceiling <laughs> at cef hey it's okay there are worse things in life so yes, i'm all and, good with that and god will provide and he will provide he sure will <laughs> Um, Dawn, what are some other things that are on your heart that as we wrap up that you'd like to share? Yeah. So, um, I, just some prayer request, if I could, um, number one, just like I said before, pray for volunteers, pray for prayer warriors. And, um, we will be having five good news clubs start back up in February around Valentine's. So just pray for the teachers and the um, team members, because it takes hours to prepare as a teacher, especially, yeah. Um, 
to prepare to do a good job. Yeah. And um, because you don't want to wing it. No, you don't want to wing it because eternal lives are in yeah. At stake. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, and just you know for their hearts and just the teachers and then for the children, more kids to come, more kids to accept Christ, and then kids to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Um, another thing is just for new church ministry partnerships. Um. Whether they, you know, say we have a, we'll put a team together, we'll let you come talk at our church and, and we'll put a team together and we can train them and they can go to the school of their choice and we can help them with that. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they want to financially partner with us, um, we would like that too. Um, and then another one is um, we have been put in a, ca- a wrong category in one of our school systems. And what I mean by that is under that equal access law, we're supposed to be treated the same as other schools, other um, clubs within the school, but we are not being treated the same. Uh, one school district is not letting us bring home or send home our the kids' permission slips, and they are also charging us uh, for the club. And each time the club each meets, time the club throughout meets. the district, yes, and so that ends up being thousands of dollars. That's a lot, yeah. lot of money that we're our chapter is paying, CF is paying, and so it's really, um, it's not, it's not um, legal that they do that. So we're having to to do some <coughs> things to reach out to get some counsel and um, to talk with the... To get this resolved. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the middle of that. So please pray for that, that that will move quickly and that um, God will prevail in that on our side. And uh, But it's just one school district. The rest of them are fine. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of our school districts lets kids pass out flyers, and there's 45 kids that attend that. Yeah, that school. Um, Other ones that are the school district are having... um, attendance of about 10 kids. Yep. So there's a big difference. Yep. And so um, lastly, if you could just pray for me um, personally, as I lead the West Central chapter, I just want to be um, just right on with God. I want to spend time with God in prayer, more prayer, more prayer and his word mm. and just let him lead me. Mm. Um, I have a lot of ideas, but I want them to be God's right. and I want him to to push forward with whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So that would be my prayers. Mm. When you're sharing those requests, I, I think of our, we have neighbor kids who come to one yes. of the clubs mm-hmm. and they love it. Mm-hmm. And they invite friends to come. Yes. And, uh, that's that's just rewarding um, because the some of those neighbor kids came to VBS here. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's the partnership between church yeah. and CEF, mm-hmm. uh, which I know is your heart as well. Yes. And anything we can do to reach children with the gospel, we want to do. Yeah. Uh, Dawn, let me pray for you right now. Um, mm-hmm. God, we pause here today and we thank you that you are the Father of glory. Thank you for the hope that you've given us in Christ for calling us to yourself. Uh, Lord, thank you that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ and Lord, that you have called us your inheritance. Uh, We've been given inheritance, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's sealed by the Holy Spirit, but you also treasure your people, your church, and you treasure these dear children. And uh, Lord, today we thank you for the power of Jesus, the name that is above every name, high above every dominion and power and ruler, Mm -hmm. And that same power that raised Jesus from the dead and caused him to ascend to your right hand 
is available to us today. And so, Lord, I want to start with that last request of Dawn's for herself. Lord, I pray that you would help her to access that power, that peace, uh, the wisdom uh, that you provide. Uh, Lord, help her to be locked into you, led by your Spirit, growing in her love for your Word, leading courageously um, here in the Quad Cities. Uh, Lord, we pray for this situation in one of the districts. Uh, Lord, we do pray for open access for these clubs and pray that you would make a way. Lord, you could do anything. Nothing's impossible for you. And Lord, we pray. Uh, I also want to pray for teachers and administrators who follow you, Jesus, and you've placed them strategically in our schools, on school boards, and on PTAs, and in classrooms, and administrators. Thank you for them as they live on mission for you. Uh, Lord, we pray for new church partnerships for CEF. We pray, uh, Lord, for Edgewood in our, uh, in our role and in, in, uh, relationship with CEF. Thank you for the Edgewood members who are already serving. And Lord, I pray that you would mobilize more uh, people to be involved in this ministry that matters. Lord, we pray for the clubs that are starting back up around Valentine's Day and uh, pray for the kids who will hear the gospel. Lord, would you multiply the impact of this ministry all for your glory and for the fame of your beautiful name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Dawn, thanks for joining us. How was it for you? It was good. Okay. You weren't too nervous? <laughs> no. You didn't seem nervous at all. God maybe, has, maybe a little bit. <laughs> God has you in this role on purpose for his purposes. So thank you for your faithfulness and for sharing more of what God's doing in CEF. Uh, thank you for uh, listening today to the Edgewood 4G podcast. Uh, remember, where you are, you're there on purpose. Uh, you're there to reach your neighbors. You're in the family you're in on purpose. You're, if you're not involved in a church, come and check out Edgewood or any gospel preaching church. Take your next step with Jesus as he makes it clear to you. It's not a time to hold back. Let's live out, out loud for Jesus courageously, living with conviction and compassion in our world today. So, Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.